What's good, you guys? Thank you for joining me. I'm Johan Francis, CSCS, and welcome to my show, Ego Killer. It's right here on this show where we cover all the moves you need to make inside the gym to move better outside in life. We talk a lot about discovering our limits inside the gym. Physicality happens. Testing our limits takes place here. It's all under the name of something scientific called progressive overload. This is where we actually test the physical capability of a joint angle and the muscle around that joint angle. Why do we test it? So that we can get stronger. Why do we want to get stronger? Well, that's where the ego comes in. We want to get stronger for a number of reasons. They're all tied into motivators. And all of us have different primary motivators. But getting there requires a little examination of the ego. And guess what? We all got them. The name of the show is Ego Killer, but that isn't to say that the ego is always a bad thing. Um, On a previous episode, I was talking um, with Tomas Dayan. Shout out. And um, I was discussing with him about how the ego could be really a positive thing and I had never thought about it from the angle that he was giving me but the next is that where the physical body meets the challenges and overcomes them that's the ego and that's why we call the show ego killer so thank you guys for joining me the only thing that the name ego killer doesn't really touch on that I do need to touch on with you guys because so many of us actually get to a point where maybe we struggle with it or we have questions about it and I'm here to answer those is nutrition Yo, what if you're going plant-based? I know a lot of you either dabble in it, right? Or you're full-on plant-based. I know a lot of us have been meat-eaters and carnivores our whole life. And then we get to a point and we're like, yo, I want to try something different for a number of reasons. You go plant-based. How about all of us? We have a lot of questions that we want to answer, all right? So today I'm actually going to give you, um, I'm going to call this, three beefs with going plant-based and three leafs because leaf and beef rhyme. But before we get to that, maybe you definitely know somebody that is plant-based. I know I do. I know quite a few folks. All right. And I, you know, as many folks as I do know that number, there's a fraction, but a healthy fraction of people that I do know that have just kind of dabbled in the plant-based lifestyle. All right. First off, you guys, you guys have the constitution of a warrior, of a Spartan. Because, yo, how many people give you shit for going plant-based? Listen, sometimes the plant-based lifestyle is much more than a conscious decision born of some type of awakening, right? Social awakening. It's actually religion. There's priests in this. There's deacons in this demanding that you go plant-based. There's teachings in this. There's wisdom traditions inside of this plant-based idea. And so you go plant-based because you feel the need, right? Your tug, The tug at your spiritual health is there. So it doesn't matter what people say to you. But other people, we actually make the conscious decision to go plant-based temporarily or spend our whole life. And I've had the privilege to meet a lot of you who are plant-based first and then you get into meat. Right, You go back to eating all the delicious, juicy, drippy, buttery meats. And then I've also had folks that do the opposite, where they grow up eating the meat, right? Going to the arches, wherever it might be. And then you come off the meat and you're like, yo, all of this was, you know, a mistake for me. I'm going to go with 
back to the plant life. I met both. I met both of you. So um, it's been interesting, right? For me personally, I'm sure a lot of you have the same ex- similar experience where you know people that have done one than the other. Who gives... Here's an open-ended question. Who gets more crap for this? Do plant-based eaters give non-plant-based eaters more shit? Or is it the other way around? <laughs> That's what I'm curious about. This was super evident. Remember, you guys maybe remember the um, uh, documentary Game Changers. The Game Changers with that guy James Wilkes. All right. So this thing is on Netflix. For like two weeks, it reached Tiger King status. In that, people were really interested inside of the debate of nutrition. This thing went on for a little bit longer, and it peaked when the guy, uh, I think his name is James Wilkes, went on to like Joe Rogan's show and argued with the uh, journalist man about paleo eating. Remember Game Changers? This was a good little documentary because he actually made a lot of decent points. But the one thing that I do remember is like, you carnivores, you got so butthurt, maybe a little too butthurt about the nature of Game Changers. Because everything that that man said he was correcting it. It's just, if you're looking for the one part of that documentary that dealt with endothelial flow, which he said was increased in plant-based eaters, which actually assisted in the muscle getting more blood to the to the superficial level of the blood, like closer to the skin, allowing for more um, vascularity and thus contraction. Basically, endothelial flow, the flow of blood in between the interstitial spaces of the muscle helped you lift more weight. Okay, that was very interesting and they didn't cover it at all. But then he went around and he talked to these other athletes, right? And he talked to the governor and it's like, yo, all these people are either vegan or vegetarian and for some reason the carnivores among us you guys got way way too butthurt because by and large he's right on a lot of his arguments and what are what do we also hear from people who go plant-based right you guys go plant-based because you're rastafarians because you're vegetarians maybe you're your animal rights activists which was one of these things, it's like, who's defending the animals? The animals can't defend themselves. We don't want to be eaten. Someone's got to stick up for their rights, okay? Inside of America, maybe even North America, maybe the Western world feels like this more so than other parts of the world. And this is why you guys go into it. Maybe you're just straight up hippies and holistic, right? You're neutropathics. Um, maybe you're activists in general and you feel like we're doing damage to the environment in so many ways. With the exception of that last one, the economics or the the ecological output of having meat on our planet, I think can be counteracted in a lot of other ways. But I'm not really um, right now. I'm down to open debate, but I'm not down to talk about which one is right. All right. I'm here to kick some nutrition and lifestyle changing theses. But to the end at which which is more healthier, I mean, or which is has an ecological impact, I mean, there's plus and minuses for both, my friends. All right. Without getting into that, I do want to close in on some of this other stuff. Like, a lot of us go into it for a number of reasons if you're plant-based. Now, I've never tried it. I never will try it. 
Um, my background in nutrition is just um, such that I think eating in a more balanced way is probably the way I'm going to go. However, if you decide that you don't need to eat meat in your life, I'm not going to knock you. And no one really should because you can probably get away with it for sure. Now, I'm, I didn't find accurate statistics or statistics that I trusted on how many people are vegetarian or vegan. Apparently, it's like one million people in the less than a percent of the country is actually vegan. But I'm not going to figure out the statistics on that. If you guys want to dig in and find some trusted statistics, you can do that for yourself. However, for the number of us that even just dabble in plant-based, you know, it's better for you overall. Point blank period. Studies point to this. Multiple studies. Especially in a few somewhat impactful areas first of all first of all if you're eating all this plant stuff you're eating your soy your salad your spinach right you're out here with your garbanzo beans in fact you might even go full carbs you're eating your buckwheat you might even not even worry about the source in terms of it being white flour brown flour you're just eating flour whatever it is rices i could go on polentas congee and porridge if that's your diet on a daily that could also include potato chips and french fries, you are probably making a better decision overall for your health in getting more fiber, all right? That's number one in terms of what it is better for you. Studies also show that if you need to come down in weight, going from really obese to like normal-ish, what you would call normal on a BMI scale, yeah, going plant-based is actually probably gonna help you do that too. Now, we all know folks that are the opposite of that. They're outliers. But by and large, going from very obese to normally sized BMI is actually what's going to happen when you go plant-based. So congrats, right? You guys figured it out. So don't give people too much crap about the plant-based lifestyle. Please just know that you probably are getting more antioxidants, more fiber for sure. You're not missing a carbohydrate for life, for nothing. And if you're really obese and you're trying to get down to a normal size BMI, you're going to get work, and that's good. But if you're trying to go from just overweight BMI to normal, and before I go on, yes, the BMI scale is heavily flawed because it usually doesn't include like athletes or anyone that works out <laughs> beyond a modicum of a, a fraction of their life. Look, the BMI is... If you're measuring wide variance, you can use that scale. Otherwise, don't use it at all. I'm talking about wide variance going from obese to normalish or overweight to normalish. If you're going from overweight to normalish, there are a few things you got to remember if you're going to go plant based. All right. So if you're going to go plant based and you're just kind of overweight and you're hoping like, yo, I'm going to drop some pounds. I'm going to get my antioxidants up. I want my skin to glow. I want you to see me from across the street. All the things I'm going to get my CMOS popping, whatever it is. I'm going to, you know, praise, praise John my own way. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go with the impossible burger sandwich. I'm going to go with the impossible over there with you got the uh, the rice burger with the impossible mushroom in the middle. All of those things are fantastic. But know that there are other lifestyle adjustments that you have to make. 
these are my three beefs with going with plant-based if you're just trying to lose a little bit of weight, which is just kind of adopting it, not socially, but as a nutritional health factor. Beef number one. You'll probably be out here binge eating a little bit. Because that shift from meat to not meat to basically eating like three ounces of chicken, which would probably be like 150 calories or, you know, beef, 300 calories-ish, to now having to eat that much in, I'm being facetious, but yellow peas or something like that, you're going to struggle a little bit initially and the learning curve for going plant-based is going to take you a minute. I've seen it before. What happens is you might get a little bit hungry. You might get a little hungry. Not even mention that the mouthfeel of meat, very different. Let me add this in. Also, there's just so much to talk about with plant-based ideas. But a few years ago, this would have been very hard to go plant-based, right? Now it's a lot easier. We make plant-based potato chips. Some plant-based, um, not potato chips, but I had some protein-based like soy chips the other day, and they just dissolved in my mouth. Like we're doing this big these days. So beef number one: binge eating. You got to watch out for your hunger. Binging. I have a lot of resources on my website. That's when you eat too much at one sitting or two sittings like a majority of your calories for a reason that has zero to do with your nutritional health or your fitness, all right? This happens a lot at the end of the day, typically binging. Beef number two, you might relapse. Now, if you relapse, as if the case with any diet, you might just go ahead and say F it. That's never good. It's never good for your tolerance of a new eating pattern. This is why diets don't work. All of the relapse and failure associated with going plant-based might portend to you, fuck it, I'm not even going to try anymore. So we don't want to set ourselves up with too steep of a learning curve when we go plant-based and get rid of all that glistening, juicy beef. Speaking of beef, all right, so the first one was binge eating. Second one was um, failure and relapse. We want to watch out for that. My third beef with just switching temporarily or really objectly, abjectly to uh, plant-based that you got to watch out for is calorie restriction, all right? It can be too deep a cut. I just kind of mentioned it going from what you know as eating omnivorously or, or a lot of meat into eating plant-based. The calorie restriction, if it's too deep a restriction, what happens is you just give it up. It starts to turn into a diet. You notice you only ate 900 calories. Well, if that's the case, you start binging. You start looking for relapse. All right, so those are the three beefs. So let me kick it to you guys, the ecophilic among us, the animal rights activists, you Rastas, you vegetarians, you activists and hippies. Here are my nutritional keys that you're going to watch out for when you're going to go plant-based, all right? We'll call these, instead of beef, leaf. I got three of them. Number one, okay, you're going to watch your iron, calcium, and vitamin D. Now, calcium and vitamin D, pretty easy. Now, if you're going to go with the vegan and you're not even going to work with 
dairy or eggs or maybe even honey, you're going to have a much harder time uh, getting that calcium and vitamin D. You're going to have a much, much harder time. And you do need both together. All right. Iron, too. I mean, with iron, you can just cook with an iron skillet. Yes, that actually works to get iron in your bloodstream. You can take iron tablets. And you want to do this because that anemia will sneak up on you. And trust me, when it does, you won't even know it because you'll have anemia. So, want to watch out for iron, definitely for uh, calcium and vitamin D. Once upon a time, we can extend that list to include B12. But B12, you can just like, you can walk into a GNC and like just walk into the first shelf on accident and Catch whatever falls in your hand, and there's probably 9,000% B12 in it. B12 is easy to get. It's fortified in everything. It's fortified in cereals. It's fortified in sports drinks, all the things. And it tends to, at some point, like store inside of your body. So everything is super dose, so we don't really worry about that. Plus, it's pretty hard to be deficient in it. Calcium and vitamin D, that's no joke. There's nothing nice if you're deficient in vitamin D, and it's absolutely life-threatening if you're deficient in calcium. So we don't even play like that, okay? But those are the three leafs. I mean, the three uh, um, big macros that you got to – not even mac- macros, excuse me. Those micros, but very important ones that you got to watch out for. Leaf two, you got to go for your calories. You need to eat for timing. If you're plant-based, you're not worried about carbohydrates. You're eating all the carbohydrates. You're like pasta, please. Rice, horchata, let's go. Buckwheat, waffles, let's go. Okay, all the things that can fuel your workout, including blueberries, elderberries, all the berries. All of this is going to fuel the workout. So you want to make sure that you're timing it so that you do fuel your workout, burn, and then you reload after. Okay? So... It's measure those calories for the day and make sure you're eating up to them. Furthermore, let me add this also. I told you this is a robust kind of topic. Plant uh, protein. It used to be that we need to get protein from our... It's hard to get protein if you're going plant-based. Well, nah. There's so many supplements out there nowadays. And there's bone broth, right? You're vegan, you don't like that. There's yellow peas galore, right? That you can get that'll give you all the protein you need. And uh, very few among us need more than like 30% protein in our days, all right? So don't worry about the protein. So leaf one was getting those three, calcium, vitamin D, and iron. Leaf two was eat up to your calories. And leaf three Try not to flesh it out with that junk food, man. So you might be out here hungry. You might be out here suffering. Remember this. You're going to want to eat whatever it is in front of you. And Doritos. Man, they got a lot of calories in them, man. They taste good. So do Oreos. And they're both vegetarian, I believe. They might even be vegan for all I know. Ton of calories and just a little bit of a serving. Alcohol, too. Pretty vegetarian last I checked. Mostly vegan. You can watch out for the calories there, too. When we're trying to round out 
our leaf two, which was the calories. Remembering that leaf three, watch out for the junk food binge. So those are my three nutritional keys, along with reasons that we're going to watch out if we're going to make an ephemeral shift to plant-based. You don't want to just get into this just for the heat of it, just because it's fun. Tell a little story. It has so many lifestyle impacts. And I've noticed that these lifestyle impacts have a greater disproportionate impact on the way and the how long you're going to stick with being plant-based. If you don't make that lifestyle shift, it becomes impossible for you guys to run with the plant-based steez. And shoot, I don't blame you. To ignore that much, like the whole back row of the supermarket all the time with its glistening fish and the like, and that's going to be hard for you. And at the end of the day, our habits, lifestyles, and social surroundings determine what we eat more than just diets. So it's cool. Listen, you're human. No one's going to knock you for it. Might I suggest a return to flexitarianism? That's right. This is where we are mostly vegetarian, but we allow a little bit of the seafood and dairy. Is that acceptable amongst you? Who gets more crap? Flexitarians? Vegetarians? In which direction does the crap flow? (laughs) Does it flow from the non to the flexitarians? Are you guys angry more? Or is it flexitarians? I feel like if you're flexitarian, you can't really be abjectly mad at anyone else. You're getting the best of all worlds, aren't you? I think it's primarily maybe 70% plant-based and a little bit of meat. There's this whole 30. This is a raw food diet. Um, i pretty sure that they get rid of meat too it's really low in fat but it's incredibly hard i've never tried it but i've read about it quite a bit i have a recipe book that was given to me a while back from one of my old trainees and man i can't think of a diet that is harder to follow not just because it's difficult to determine what is within the purview of the diet but also like yo you got to eat all raw food that's a challenge my friends that's the whole 30. You can go pescatarian, which is you just eat seafood and vegetarian. And largely, if we're vegan, it's because we made a decision to act socially more conscious about what we put in for activist reasons, for social reading reasons. This is a lifestyle modification. Um, and vegetarians, you know, you guys probably eat your eggs and dairy. So those are the reasons. Maybe it's a return to flexitarianism. Maybe it isn't. Um, I suggest you watch that Game Changers. Pretty cool. They had a great discussion. And uh, listen, whatever you do decide, know that there's pros and cons with both. So I hope that does open a little bit of discussion with you guys. Let me know what you decide. All right. Until the next one. Go ahead and rate the episode on Apple Podcasts. Give me the five stars. I'll send you a gift. I promise. Join me on this show. Tell me a story. Let me know what's going down, how it worked out. EgoKillerShow.com for that one. And now, we'll end it on this note. Stay up. Stay up.